Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is your partner, Big Boy, interested in giving back to your community while making new connections in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network that empowers you to take action, contribute to local needs, and be a part of something bigger than yourself. Visit caneighbors.com to learn more about how you can get to know your neighbor and strengthen your community. Neighbor to Neighbor, it takes a neighborhood. Hello. Hello, it is your partner, Big Boy, interested in giving back to your community while making new connections in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network that empowers you to take action, contribute to local needs, and be a part of something bigger than yourself. Visit caneighbors.com to learn more about how you can get to know your neighbor and strengthen your community. Neighbor to Neighbor, it takes a neighborhood. Hello. everyone welcome into the dublin to denver podcast on the mile high report podcast network michael McQuaid speaking here with my esteemed colleagues colin cronin and stuart roach after the denver broncos have completed their uh, i would say you know interesting successful draft in las vegas last weekend we thought we'd give it um you know just until the picks were made to maybe try and talk through the process i know it's been like a week and a half since our last show but uh, it's it's a big week um, so it's going to be an interesting week for us this week, hopefully. But uh, let's talk through the draft picks today. First off, Colin, um, did you enjoy yourself in Vegas at the weekend? And were you like George Payton and you, you put it on red? Well, I would have been uh, fun to, to be in Vegas because you, you could have basked in the fact that the Broncos have a, a franchise QB, which is ultimately how we should be viewing the the draft that is the the biggest piece of it that there is a, a franchise QB in place I think our, after that it's an interesting one right because I have seen very extreme reactions to this draft online some people absolutely love it and and are saying George Payton knocked it out of the park some people absolutely hate it um, I, I don't know how you exactly you can tell because it's the, the draft, you know, you, you what, what might seem a slam dunk pick 
doesn't necessarily work out that way. Equally, what might seem a reach or a player who goes in a later round can go on to be a, a real contributor. I mean, like we should know that the Broncos should know that more than than anyone. We have seen plenty of guys who were supposed to, to be absolutely fantastic at the top of the draft not work out. Um, equally, we have seen guys like Terrell Davis, Shannon Sharp go on to have Hall of Fame careers. So it, it's fun right now, I think. And you can make analysis on what the guys have done on college level. But this is where the, the work starts. You saw Cooper Cup tweeting over the weekend saying, this isn't the end of the journey. This is only the, the beginning. And I think we saw Andrew Brandt say the toughest part, former GM of the Packers say the toughest part is you, you're not, you're, you know, you're, you're looking at what guys have done, but you're trying to project what they're going to do for the next 10 years. So now that they've got paid, now that they have the distraction, now that they're going on to a team where they're not the absolute standout or they're not going to be the automatic leader, they have to win respect, who's going to continue to work for the, the next decade? Stuart, it's, it's good to see you. Good to hear you virtually. Um, did you enjoy the draft in Vegas? I have to say, for me, I... I am I'm I'm sort of getting to that point now where I think I should be in Vegas every year. It just looked like great fun, looked like great crack. Unfortunately, it's in Kansas City next year, so at that point, I'll, I'll let you talk now, Stuart. Well, you know, hopefully, if it's in Kansas City next year, I hope they're picking in the top ten. Um, that'd be just tremendous for them. I I I think it's highly unlikely, sadly, but yeah, it, you know, Vegas is 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 the reason why all those heavyweight boxing championships, those classics in the, in the past, have been held there. Uh, it looked like a lot of fun, but, you know, just to kind of reiterate what Colin was saying, it, it, it was one of those things where you could kind of sort of sit back and, and let it unfold and not be overly concerned, especially in the first round. I mean, I think if you have to think back last year, the, most of the narrative coming out of the Broncos uh, draft was why on earth did they pick Pat Sertan over Justin Fields? You know, how could you pass up on on a QB? It's, it's great to not have to concern ourselves with that and, and you know, barring horrendous injury or something that we've not seen from Russell Wilson before, we don't have to concern ourselves with that, hopefully for about another five, six years. So that's that's tremendous. Uh, and it's a huge relief. Um, just to kind of recap what Colin was saying, I, I don't think anybody can realistically have any strong reaction to this draft from the Broncos um, for two reasons. One, because I think, as Colm said, you only can tell what a draft class is like in a year's time or two years' time or three years' time. It's I think it's kind of preposterous to even to give draft grades after a draft. You've no idea if, what these players are going to do. And Also, George Payton didn't have a tremendous amount to work with because he'd traded away his most of his premium draft picks for Russell Wilson. Um, so with that, you're kind of going, the first pick they have is 64. I think you're looking at the first two or three players that you pick to have some kind of impact if you get anything else outside of good special teams play from the guys that were sort of rounds five, six, seven, then that's a huge bonus. I don't think you can expect to get much out of them. See a guy like Stearns last year um, came in and did a really good job and he was a sort of relatively late draft pick. So, you know, it, it does happen. And the Broncos history suggests that an undrafted guy will make the roster and can have an impact. There's a, a linebacker out of Alabama. I think Harris is his name. Um, He's had an interesting career. He's been played by injuries, but he's real talent when he's fit. He's the guy you could look out for. But to me, I think, you, you know, you're looking at the Nick Benito and you're looking at the tight end at UCLA. They're the two guys you'd hope would uh, 
have some kind of contribution, particularly Benito, because I think, as we've said, you know, we're going into this season when our two premium pass rushers are Bradley Chubb and Randy Gregory, neither of whom have come remotely close to finishing 16 or 17 games as it is now uh, in any um, in any one season. Um, so there's huge injury concerns over the two of them. Behind them, you've got Malik Reed, um, and you've got a couple of other chaps, Cooper as well. Um, so Benino has a chance and he's got a really good, he's got a great burst. He's very quick around the edge. Um, you don't need him to play three downs. You can just use him as a pass rushing specialist in relief. And Malik Reed has carved out a nice career for himself kind of coming in. And, and unfortunately, history suggests that Malik Reed will start for the Broncos in, in most of the games next season because Bradley Chubb can't stay fit. And um, if that's the case, then Benito gets shifted up almost immediately to probably, you know, third pass rusher if, if things go well from um and Dulcich again you know these are players that you I'd never seen him before I know he'd had a good senior ball from all accounts and um, there's a touch of the Wallers about him you know the Vegas uh tight end who's caused us huge problems then again pretty much every tight end we play against causes us huge problems but you know he's got that lateral sort of um stretching the field sort of quality to a tight end. I think his blocking needs to be worked on, but he's a, he's a threat. He's a big guy. He moves quickly. Um, he's kind of similar to Alberto in that regard. So nice weapon for Russell. Um, we didn't have a huge amount of holes to fill. I think right tackle cornerback were probably the two that you'd look at. We drafted a couple of cornerbacks. We signed a slot corner from the Niners. The only thing I would sort of say now, looking at the Broncos, is they must really like Billy Turner at right tackle because there really isn't much behind him. Now, Billy Turner has played well for the Packers and obviously um, Coach Hackett, uh, you know, has come over from the Packers, so he would have seen a lot of Billy Turner, so we'll have to trust him. Um, but right tackle would be the only position that you'd really feel is a, is a major concern. You could perhaps argue inside linebacker too, but I, I would say right tackle is the only one, so we're in a good spot. Yeah, and like looking at some of the picks that the Broncos have made, I don't, I don't think any of us are going to sit here and say that we're that we're armchair experts or, or we've watched college football on a Saturday religiously over the last few weeks or months or even years. Uh, as Stuart said there, Colin, Nick Benito going second. He is an edge from Oklahoma. The third round pick, pick 80, was Greg Dulwich. Uh, have I pronounced that correctly? Tight end from UCLA. Uh, in the fourth round, the Broncos pick up quarterback, uh, Damari Mathis, uh, quarterback from Pitt. Um, the the other pick the the idea I, I can't pronounce his last name Ioma Uwazakure uh, in the fifth round we got a safety from Oklahoma Delar and Turner Yale the fifth round as well Montreal Washington a wide receiver from Stanford um, Luke Wattenberg center guard from Washington and in the sixth and seventh we got Matt Hessingen um, idea from Wisconsin and also from Wisconsin a quarterback Fayon Hicks so. Um, you know, Colm, I, I know you watch college football religiously every weekend and you literally don't talk to anyone until the Saturday's over. Um, so I'm presuming you're delighted with these picks in all seriousness. So uh, at one point on the Friday night, you know, we were sitting and we, we only made a couple of picks after the second and third round. So it, it was more of a quiet year for us. But um, are you happy with what's happened? Well, I, I think... <laughs> You can you can be as happy as as we've, we've talked about. I mean, the the people who do sit and watch it religiously have very differing opinions. I mean, I have seen the Broncos are 
bottom in in terms of some analysts are, are saying in terms of the the draft value for for what that means and that uh, we overreached and that we drafted the fewest um number of, of players from like the the top um the big boards the consensus seems to be uh, you know from others the broncos had, had a great draft so i i've seen as i said i've seen it be up there because of the Russell Wilson pick and some people say nothing else matters some people say because of the Russell Wilson pick everything matters because you, you're now in the window of opportunity I, I think to me I definitely still have concerns about um, right tackle I think this can be kind of whatever you want it to be whatever way you want you want to, to look at it and people will have different opinions and that's okay some people are always going to be glass half full some people are going to be glass half empty and you're probably never going to change a person's mind whatever way they want to approach it this is a very young and inexperienced coaching staff that could be a very good thing right in that they they gel together and they really build something or it could be an issue when you're in a, a division that has a genius. Let's let's face it, he is in Andy Reid. Uh, so we we are going to see over the the course of the next year uh, what way it plays out. There have certainly been all sorts of rumors. One of the big rumors that I heard was that the Broncos were looking to trade out of the second round but they couldn't get a, a taker. So uh, they went with edge. We also, there were some big rumors after the first round on uh, that Friday night about what the Broncos might look to, to do in terms of trading up. None of those came to pass. I think George Payton keeps things very close to his chest in terms of what he plans to do. I like that. Um, and I, I think you've got to really kind of trust the, the process and see how it shakes out. Not get too up, not get too down. Be delighted, though, that for the first time in, uh, you know, six after six years of, uh, you know, horrific quarterback play, let's call it what it was, we have a franchise QB. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, and we've seen that with the Broncos social media. Thing, lads, whenever the knife pick came, they literally tweeted that with a knife pick. The Denver Broncos select Russell Wilson. Fantastic, Ed, and absolutely love that. Stuart, do you agree with what Colin said about the draft? Because I think for me, in terms of what Colin said, Peyton really, really does keep everything close to his chest. And, you know, a lot of these guys are very young in terms of the coaching staff as well. So it's, look, at the end of the day, everyone comes away from the draft happy or, you know, or either really happy or really annoyed. But at the end of the day, we don't really see the proof in the pudding until a full season or a couple of seasons are done and we see the true potential of this squad. I would have loved for us just for the crack to go and get Trent McBride whenever we were around the 60, 60, 70, 80 point, um, just because of his Colorado connections. But that's and just... he, he's also, he was the best tight end in the class as well, Michael. So he, it wouldn't have just been a hometown decision. Like he, he was clearly the, the second, or sorry, the, clearly the best tight end. But quite a few people had the chap that we, um, Dulcich, um, had him ranked second. So that's not to be sneezed at to get him in the third round. And the only thing as well is like, just on that, 
like tight end is a notoriously difficult position to play as a rookie. So, you know, whilst we're saying he might have an impact, he might, you know, slot in behind Alberto. He may not, you know, but that's the thing. Some positions, cornerback is a very difficult position to play as a rookie as well. That's why I think Pat Sertan is so exceptionally gifted because he made it look easy. And um, there's very few of those out there. Um, so there are certain positions that rookies find it hard. Like this is the point in, 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 the, in the season for, for uh, football over here, Michael, where everybody's happy because your team has signed. Every signing you've made is brilliant and he's going to slot seamlessly in and you're going to win the league. Um, you know, and then you come back a few months later and, and you realise that was just, you know, cloud cuckoo land. Um, what I think is is okay with the Broncos is at the moment is we don't need huge contributions from these rookies. Um, to be honest, I think because the, the the roster is pretty well constructed. You know, there's we've a plethora of 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 really gifted wide receivers. You know, we've got good stable running backs. Melvin Gordon's come back now. You know, may not have always been the most popular player amongst Broncos fans, but he still had a good couple of seasons for us and he was in a very effective one-two punch with Javante Williams. You know, so we don't have a huge amount of holes in the roster, which means we don't need an awful lot of contributions from the rookies unless injuries strike, which unfortunately injuries always do strike. That's why I think for me, the player that I would be looking at would hopefully that can get into the into the rotation early would be Nick Benito because he has a rare pass rushing skills now it didn't always translate in, in regards to you know sack totals a little bit like randy gregory even though they play different positions randy gregory didn't necessarily you know threaten the top of the sack charts in the nfl but he did have a huge amount of pressures same with benito benito had an, an awful lot of uh, qb pressures in, in college so that's something that you can hopefully you know can can train up um so yeah i mean i think you know i, I i'm Maybe it's because we, we we have a quarterback now. Maybe it's because we didn't pick until the second round. Um, to me, I, I'm I'm pretty I, I'm I'm pretty relaxed about the situation. And, you know, as I said, we don't need an awful lot out of them. Anything we get, especially from the from the guys picked in the later rounds, is is a is a is a tremendous bonus. Um, but now it's just a question of the long sort of countdown until football actually comes back. That's the big problem because I think once the sort of the Super Bowl is over. You know, you don't have to wait too long till free agency and then you don't have to wait too long until the draft. And now you have to wait forever until football actually starts. So that's the only drawback of the way the, 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 the calendar goes for us. Well, just to round off this quick recap, you're talking about you know, football taking forever. I mean, we may have a better reason this year to wait um, because football could be coming home. Um Quite literally, uh, never thought I'd say that as, as an Irishman. But uh, column, it, it there's there's heavy rumours that the Broncos are playing in London, and it's not just coming from the PR process between Nathaniel Hackett, George Payton, Joe Wallace, which was the rarest thing I have ever seen in my life in March. I was actually I remember being shocked whenever Joe Wallace brought up the whole Atlanta thing in December in 2019. But when that happened, it started to become maybe not apparent and. Uh, I, I know, you know, there's, there's not too much we can say why it's something being announced officially, but it's looking promising, isn't it? If I can get off mute, I can uh, talk. <laughs> I, I said to you as soon as, as soon as it happened 
that the Broncos run one of the tightest media ships in the league, if not the tightest media ship in, in the league. And um, just uh, an aside, as much as I loved the Peyton as intern and it deserved the, the Webby Award, wasn't a fan of the Russell Call, but amazing social media team o- overall. But that... I love that. I, I thought, I thought no, sorry, in comparison, Peyton, the intern, <laughs> was phenomenal. The Russell Wilson Call... No, um, oh, absolutely. Oh my god, it was it was it, it did a 12 year old break break well, into the Dub Broncos. It, ju- it just didn't work. It was an idea they tried it, it didn't work. But I, what I what I what I am saying is that the Broncos have a phenomenal media team, right? And they they run a fantastic ship. The they do not ask that question, um, you know, if if they things weren't happening in the background and um in fairness to um barry o'connell uh, who longtime listener he was the one who first drew it to my attention uh who he as soon as the question was was out of bill milani's mouth i think barry said hey have you seen this and i, I think I, I sent it on to to you at that point who went this is interesting so let's wait and see. The announcement is not far away, uh, but um, there, there's certainly a, a lot of talk that uh, we may well see uh, the Broncos get on, uh, get on a plane for an exceptionally long away game this year. Stuart, um, you're saying exceptionally long. It's, it's, it's a 45-minute flight for us, boys. I, I, I don't want to get my hopes up, but this seems more locked on Atlanta now. I, I just hope it happens. Are, are, are you excited if it does happen? You know, prediction I w- I would, only. Well, I would be surprised if it didn't happen at this stage, Michael. I think it would be a shock if it wasn't announced. That's given the amount of smoke that's come out in the last while. And the fact that, that any time, it's never died down, you know. And, and as Colm said, just how emphatic, you know, key members of the Broncos were the key members of the Broncos organization about the fact that they wanted this to happen, that they hoped it would happen. Um, that's not something that's going to occur on a, on a whim or, a, you know, a let's, let's hope for the best. That, that to me suggests that they, that they had been told that there was a really strong likelihood of, of, of it taking place. So yeah, I would be shocked if the Broncos weren't announced as one of those games on Wednesday morning. I think isn't it, Michael? Um, now, hopefully, we haven't set ourselves up for fall, and we, we, you know, we don't want to break our hearts. We don't want to disappoint anybody who might be listening. But I think there's a really strong possibility that we'll be having a pre-match pint in the the, the king's arms or the dog and duck or whatever. King's whatever, arms. Whatever, whatever. Ale house is adjacent. Fox Park. To, uh, and we we can we can we can uh post pictures of terrible pints of london guinness or more likely we can we can uh we can we can have a a couple of cans of budweiser or whatever but it's yeah i i think it's i think it's look i'm i'm prepared i've already sent out texts to relatives who live in london to prepare them for my arrival from the couch to be cleared off for the weekend so I yeah I, I it would be tremendous and you know the great thing is as well that it should be a good Broncos team that's coming over as well like the team that that was back the previous time that they were over was was quarterbacked by Kyle Orton if memory serves me correctly um, you know and not a quarterback to get the pulses racing and if it had been the Atlanta game, the chances are it was probably going to be Drew, who uh, had his his growing pains. 
So this is a this is a proper quarterback with a team that's got quite a lot of weapons. It's still a potential at the moment. It's not you know, it's not uh, it's not a team that's delivered yet. But all things going well, this should be a proper, well run, exciting Broncos team with a really good quarterback at the helm, and and that is something to uh, to really look forward to. Just on um, as we as we wrap up, uh, I suppose a couple of things. One was if you were, you know, th- this wasn't a year to go looking for a QB, or at least it doesn't seem to have been. Again, we're going to see how it plays out. But there was one QB went in the first round. Okay, um, this this wasn't the um, kind of twenty eighteen uh, draft. Um, so I, I think it's great that we went and, and got Russell Wilson and, and didn't have to go looking for it this year. Um, I hope that we, again, we learn for our lessons and that whenever Russell Wilson is going to step aside, that we kind of have a succession plan in place for that. Um, and I, I think the, the other thing probably that um, jumped out was just how unpredictable this year's draft was. Um, I, in the end, obviously, I think Walker going at number one was almost an inevitability on the day, but you saw how quickly his stock rose, say, in the kind of three weeks before the the draft and the way in which it was really unpredictable in, you know, uh, of people who've been covering the draft process for 30, 40 years said that this was a, a draft unlike any other. So it will be very, very interesting to see how it plays out. And uh, in terms of all of the, the grades there, uh, I see on, on Twitter, somebody has actually put them all together. So the Broncos are 18th and the, the Jets are, are number one. Patriots are 32. The Rams are, are 31. Let's see where the, the Rams might might be, um, you know, when when, when this uh, season finishes up in the next couple of seasons, let's see who has the, the Super Bowl rings. Uh, you, you prefer to win Super Bowls than drafts. Absolutely. Uh, look, that'll do us for today, folks. We might be back if anything does happen on Wednesday. We'll see. Uh, you can follow obviously Mal High Report on Twitter. You can follow us lads on Twitter at Michael underscore NFL at Colin from Court and at the Purple Heart TC. I got it correct again. Chat to you soon, folks. Go Broncos. Go Broncos. Go Broncos.